Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 28th of March 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. Let's kick off this episode with the list of presidential candidates. The Supreme Election Board approved the candidacy application of Erdogan, the current president, even though politicians and experts argue that the Constitution doesn't allow him to run for president for a third term. The opposition party said that they will be against the decision once the approval process ends on Tuesday the 28th. The board also approved the candidacy of Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu, Darulu, the candidate of the Nations Alliance, the main opposition alliance. What about the other candidates? The board requires candidates who are not currently a member of the parliament to gather 100,000 signatures in five days to approve the candidacy. The five-day countdown ended on Monday the 27th. Muharrem Incha and Sinan Oyan, both opposition candidates, gathered enough signatures whereas names closer to the government, like Doyu Perenchek, fell behind. Fatih Erbakan, the head of the new welfare party, initially applied for candidacy, but later withdrew his application. Recall that his party had discussed joining the ruling People's Alliance with the Justice and Development Party, but then decided against it. However, the party changed its mind once again and is now supporting Erdogan's candidacy. The Free Cause Party, best known as Huldapar, a radical Islamist party with alleged ties to the Hezbollah, which is considered a domestic terrorist organization, also announced that it will support Erdogan in the election. Devlet Bahçeli, the head of the Nationalist People's Party, which is a member of the ruling coalition, argued that the Hulapar has no identified connection to Hezbollah. Selahattin Dermetash, a former co-chairman of the People's Democratic Party, said that Erdogan's bloc had become a more Taliban-like coalition adding that it may become the last election where women have the right to vote. Still on the topic of candidates, as you may recall, the good party wasn't very pleased about Khalid Darulu's candidacy at first and even went as far as leaving their alliance. However, they have since come along and now embrace him. Well, mostly. On Wednesday the 22nd, 16 days after they announced Khalid Darulu's candidacy, a parliament member from the good party said that his candidacy was forced on them. Back to President Erdogan. Some have been speculating on or off for years that the president doesn't actually hold a higher education diploma. The former head of the Higher Education Council brought it up once again. He said that during his time as president between 2007 and 2011, he contacted his friends at the Marmara University, where the president says he graduated from, who searched for the president's records, but there was nothing to his name. He added that he was looking for them out of personal curiosity and that he couldn't put in a formal request because of the political environment of the time. After this issue resurfaced, people and some opposition figures insisted he publish his diploma. So, the Directorate of Communications responded with documents. It published multiple documents which prove he attended and graduated from university. Some criticized the opposition for bringing this up and making Erdogan look good in the public eye. Some even speculated that Erdogan could have brought this up himself to make the opposition look bad. More on Erdogan, he said that Back when he was the mayor of Istanbul, he envisioned the city to administer its own visa. He added that everyone easily entered and settled in Istanbul and that this was unacceptable. He stated that back in 1994 when he was mayor, Istanbul had a population of 8 million and now it's over 15 million. He also complained that no one followed the city plans in Istanbul. Of course, his words caused great outrage in the public. The head of the Turkish Architects and Engineers Chamber's Istanbul branch said that requiring a visa for Istanbul is unconstitutional and that it wouldn't resolve the overpopulation in the country. 
She also added that Erdogan was responsible for the overpopulation as he and his government didn't monitor the investment in the city and let it grow unsupervised. She also recalled the Channel Istanbul projects, which will create an artificial strait along the city and said that it will bring an additional 2 million people to the city. On to international news. On the 30th of March, the United States will hold the Summit for Democracy, and Turkey is not invited. The White House didn't comment on the matter, but a member of the country's National Security Council said that the U.S. was very strict about their assessment of democracy and human rights, and Turkey's annual reports weren't very bright, with thousands of people detained and imprisoned for using their freedom of speech. However, some criticized how the U.S. invited other countries with problematic democratic statutes like India and the Philippines, but spurned Turkey, as well as Hungary, both NATO allies, and called it a political decision rather than a democratic one. Moving on, on Thursday the 23rd, the Turkish parliament approved Finland's bid to join NATO. The deputy foreign minister pointed out that Finland's president visited the earthquake hit Kahramanmarash and the capital and added that the country was responsive and considerate to Turkey's expectations in general. He also said that Turkey believed Finland's membership would strengthen NATO. Now some good news. The government announced that it had increased the minimum monthly pension amount from 5,500 liras, around 290 US dollars, to 7,500 liras, a little below 400 US dollars. It added that while it will update the pension amount for those who get less than 7,500 lira, the amount will not change for those who earn more than that. Let's talk money. If you recall, the lira's exchange rate against the dollar has been stable at about 18.8 per dollar for the last few months. However, this week, the rate increased to over 19 liras. More updates on the Kahraman Marash earthquake. On Friday the 24th, the president attended the groundbreaking ceremony of the Defne State Hospital in the Iskenderun district of Hatay. The hospital collapsed after the Kahraman Marash earthquakes. The ceremony was broadcasted live with a close-up shot of the concrete being poured onto a small portion of the construction zone. Later, a zoomed-out picture of the alleged construction land showing a small piece of metal foundation standing alone in an empty land with a small amount of concrete poured into it went viral. There was nothing else in the area. Upon this, many people criticized Erdogan, saying he can't even deceive the public properly. After the video went viral, a team quickly removed the foundation. Want to see the video? Follow the link in our show notes. During his visit, Erdogan also pointed out that they didn't discriminate against citizens who vote for the opposition in the earthquake zone, pointing out that Hatay is the Republican People's Party's municipality. This brought about a lot of criticism. People said that such words were unacceptable for a president. They said that he was everyone's president, regardless of who voted for him. Moreover, on Tuesday the 21st, Khalid Staralu said that he promised to rebuild all the collapsed buildings without any money from the people. And some other interesting news. Back in the first days of the devastating earthquake, a young boy shared a post on social media telling earthquake victims to die. Some people filed a criminal complaint against him. The Istanbul Anatolian Prosecutor's Office sent the boy to court requesting him to read at least three books on earthquakes and handwriting a summary for them, and also wanted him to present a 10-page essay about his own thoughts on what kind of hardships the earthquake victims could be facing. On Monday the 27th, the court approved the sentence. Lastly, Wednesday the 23rd was the first day of Ramadan, a religious festival where Muslims fast for a whole month between sunrise to sunset. During the month, you can see Ramadan tents around town handing out free meals in the evening. There may also be Ramadan drummers walking around the streets playing their drums at night to let the public know when the fasting begins. And that's it for this week. Want to have the coolest t-shirt ever? We got ya. 
You can buy our 100% unbleached organic cotton, grown and ginned in Texas, spun and knit in the Carolinas, sewn and printed in Missouri t-shirts. The most environmentally friendly t-shirt you'll own. Also, what's your favorite pizza topping? Let us know at turkey at rorschach.com. Hoshchakalin! Hoshchakalin!